podcast welcome back to theory and theology so a friend of mine sent me a video um about the theory of potentially how the egyptian pyramids could have been built using water causeways and i believe it's based on a book by chris massey excuse me m-a-s-s-e-y um, this video comes from YouTube. Ooh, I'm in the sun. I can't really see. Let's see. I'm trying to look on my phone. I'm in the sun here. I might not be able to see it. Uh, I think the channel's name is Pyramids Really Built. Pyramids Really Built. It's a 21 minute, 22 second video with some demonstrations and diagrams um so i asked chat gpt for a description um on this theory um now i don't know if it's specifically exactly the chris massey theory but um i'm gonna read what it says pretty much and we'll see if i can find more ways to dive into this I might get the book and see if it's uh, different from the video, but I don't know exactly how it could be because it is very, um, the video is very detailed, but I don't know. Sometimes, you know, a video and a book, you know, they can have different information for sure. Um, so it says um, the theory of the Egyptian pyramids being built by use of water causeways is a relatively new idea that has gained popularity in recent years so recent years they didn't say specifically like when um the video has a lot of information that i didn't memorize i watched this um i don't know what day friday maybe thursday or friday and it's tuesday right now so i don't quite remember all the little details because i never wrote notes um <clears throat> it says So it says, according to this theory, the ancient Egyptians used a system of waterways and locks to transport massive blocks um, that make up the pyramids from the quarry to the construction site. Proponents of this theory point to several factors that they believe support their argument. Uh, one of the main pieces of evidence that uh, basically that gets cited is the existence of the Nile River. It runs through the heart of Egypt, it was a vital source of water at that time period and transportation uh, for the Egyptians during that time period. And they also point to the fact that the pyramids are located nearby the Nile suggesting that the river played a role in their construction. Another piece of evidence often cited in support of this theory is the presence of large flat-bottomed boats that were discovered 
at the pyramids of Giza. Uh, these boats, which are believed to have been for religious ceremonies, may also have been used to transport the heavy stone blocks from the quarry to the construction site. In addition to these physical pieces of evidence, uh, proponents of the water causeways theory also point to the lack of evidence for other methods of transportation. For example, there's no evidence of ramps or sledge sledges that would have been used for uh, used to transport the stone blocks, leading some to believe that the ancient Egyptians used a system of water causeways instead. Uh, to support this theory, some researchers have credited, sorry, have even created computer models to show how the water causeways would have worked in practice. These models suggest that the ancient Egyptians would have used a series of locks and dams to control the flow of water and create a canal-like system that would have allowed them to transport the heavy stone blocks from the quarry to the construction site. Despite the growing popularity of the water causeways theory, there are also several arguments against it. One of the main criticisms of this theory is the lack of concrete evidence to support it. Um, and so I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll post all that in this uh, episode's description, but I'll post the link too that my friend sent to me. It's a really cool link, um, really cool video. Uh, I really like the demonstrations and all the um, parts of the descriptions and everything in that video. Um, I, I've, I'm wondering what other people might think. It was uh, a pretty cool um example they really gave a good example but um you know like it's hard to really tell like what's fully accurate like is it fully accurate like I mean at some point it's like who cares if it's accurate right like none of us were there but um I don't know how that affects us currently but then they also mentioned that there were some uh temples in um uh Cambodia some popular temples that were really big with like uh saying that like it's not uncommon that in the ancient world um people used water displacement to uh kind of contribute to you know carrying large uh gigantic and heavy items uh from place to place uh in the video that I'm talking about that that I was sent um it basically had a lot of um flow of uh, uh examples of ways that you know the the people constructing could have used flotational types of maybe wood or types of um like uh like some kind of like I don't know if it looked like bladders or animal skins. Um, I don't recall exactly what um, was sent. But they, I mean, it's hard to really explain. But they were using the example of like a cup. Like when you put cup a cup in, in, a, in a tub of water. Like how when you put the cup in, how you can see that there's like if the, if the rim of the cup is in the water and then the water is 
kind of like like if the base of the cup like the cup upside down in the water with the rim uh of the cup in the water and the base of the cup kind of out of the water and there's a way that like where you can fill the water in but then even when you hold the cup you know when the when the edges are touching the water um for like the rim of it where you would put your mouth um the base of the cup that would be usually sitting on the table like the water can be like above the the what do you call it above the above the uh surface of the water so it's like the water's trapped in there and they kind of use that as an example of how they could have used um different kinds of methods of stopping the water at certain levels uh, pulling out those uh, levels and then the water would rise to the next level and then if they had those gigantic blocks of stone or limestone or whatever the stones were like in the cup at the like not the cup but it would have been like a gigantic version of this if they had items in there the items would float to the next level um, it's really hard to explain um, in words but watching the video you can kind of see that there's just like these places where they are doing that and so uh they they use small examples like with cups and little like tubes and uh like tubs of water and different types of stuff like little flotation devices attached to like maybe like a heavy weighted small item or something um just to show that like you know with some kind of flotation device attached to the top of the of the stones it could have potentially floated them up to the next level um to get to the higher and higher points versus you know the other theories about how people say oh they put like a whole bunch of rows of uh like logs and rolled these large stones or they made these gigantic ramps and pushed them up you know and they were saying like the amount of ramp ramps that would need to be used built out of either like stone sand whatever the heck you're building the ramps out of i don't know but um they would have had for it to reach that level of height the ramps would have had to be so long and use so much material that there should be proof of that material um and um i don't know what they said about the quarry i don't know uh, they did mention some things about the water um like that there's proof of water salt water or, or proof of water and salt i don't know if they meant salt water i can't remember if they said salt water but i know that when people talk about salt water and flotation there is like an aspect to salt water that can require that can be related to uh improving flotation um that's why people say that i think it's the dead sea like people can just easily float i think that's the sea where you see people in the videos like just kind of or like even in pictures just like floating there and they're barely trying and they're just like sitting on the water and they're so like buoyant because of the the salt the amount of salt content in the water um out here we have the pacific ocean and it is dang salty but you do not float like that so i can't even imagine how salty that water would be like the ocean out here is so salty that when you kind of go under a little bit and like you get all that water in your nose or in your mouth it's like uh even thinking about it now makes me gag it's like i can't tell you how many times i've almost vomited just tasting that uh that salty disgusting water um 
you know, like when you're just like, when a wave takes you out and you're like, oh, this is disgusting. Um, so not only are you like suffering from that experience of being tossed around by the waves and, you know, trying to like get your air again. And then you have that stupid uh, salt water in your system and you're like, is this just disgusting? And even when people first go and they're like looking at it and then they taste it. And then they're like, Ugh, like, it's so bad. It almost tastes like you took a whole little kitchen, you know, thing of salt, like the little salt shaker from the table and just dumped it all in a glass of water. Like, it's just disgusting. So I can't imagine more salt. And it's polluted. Like, you're not supposed to drink the water. It's not like fresh. Like, you're not supposed to drink this water. So I can't imagine. But I mean, if they use very salty water, I mean... If people can easily float like that on the on the Dead Sea, say if they're weighing like let's say a hundred a hundred pounds to a hundred to two hundred pounds, I mean that already takes off like however many pounds from like how many couple hundred pounds at least they can be helped by uh salt as well as if you add like flotation um options like woods that float and like attaching these stones to the woods and stuff um I could kind of see it. And then they mentioned that there's this this one, this is the last part I'll say, there's this one uh, causeway area that like, it looks like it was built for potentially like the width could have withstood like, um, put, like getting stones through and there could have been like water in there. And then they think that uh, even though they know that through some point in history, it was used as like a walkway where priests would come through the walkway for some type of ceremony that that they feel like that's a bit extravagant for someone to have built all that just so that the so that the priest could walk on it um and then it has like this archway that they think could have been used for some kind of other thing and they're like ah, it doesn't really add up that it would just be there for like people to just like whatever the other reason seemed like didn't really seem very uh logical and so yeah, there's all that, but I mean, a lot of times, sometimes this stuff is like neither here nor there. We don't really know the absolute truth with it, um, but uh, that's a lot of what was happening in this theory. Uh, so uh, I'll put those notes in this description, and then that's it for now. And um, if you guys like this topic, I'll try to find more information on it. But the book is by Chris Massey, uh, M-A-S-S-E-Y. I don't know if that's who was speaking in the video. Um, I don't know. Um, but I, I couldn't find information about Chris Massey's theory on ChatGPT, but I didn't check like Chris Massey's book. Um, so I don't really know. But um, I don't know. I'm interested in reading the book. I might find it and see if I can get through it and... Uh, uh, post more if there's more information and keep going with that theory or we'll see I'm, I'm trying to post some ancient theories to see what traction is kind of uh, more important to people what kind of stuff people want to hear and I've got an errand to start running at like 10 30 right now so I gotta go but um uh hopefully that's interesting and thanks for listening